Online, welcome to Catholic View on this Friday evening. I'm Sheila Pirch. Thank you so much for being here with me. Coming up in today's broadcast, we'll be learning a little bit more about the Church Soccer League Tournament. But first, do stay tuned as I'm about to bring you up to date with some of the stories that made headlines in the Catholic Church today. So do stay tuned. This is Archbishop Buti Kakhale of the Catholic Diocese of Johannesburg. You are listening to Radio Veritas, the good news for a change. In your headlines this Friday evening, Church celebrates the solemnity of the most sacred heart of Jesus. Caritas SA to be established soon. And community of St. Egidio Brokers, a Central African Republic Accord. Good evening once again, I'm Sheila Pirish. On the day the Church celebrates the solemnity of the most sacred heart of Jesus, Pope Francis said that in order to hear the voice of the Lord, one needs to become small. That was the message of Pope Francis in his homily at the Daily Mass at the Casa Santa Marta this Friday morning. Christopher Wells has more. In his homily for the solemnity of the most sacred heart of Jesus, Pope Francis explained that God is praised because in the heart of Jesus, he gave us the grace to celebrate with joy the great mystery of our salvation, of his love for us, that is, to celebrate our faith. The Pope focused on two words from the day's readings, to choose and smallness. With regard to choosing, the Holy Father said it is not we who have chosen God, Rather, God has made himself our prisoner. God has chosen us, called us, joined himself to us. And this, the Pope said, is our faith. If we don't believe this, we don't understand the message of Christ. We don't understand the gospel. For the second word, smallness, Pope Francis recalled how Moses said that the Lord had chosen the people of Israel because it was the smallest of all nations. God chooses the small, not the great, and he reveals himself to the small. If we want to understand something of the mystery of Jesus, the Pope said, we must lower ourselves, make ourselves small. And thus, he said, we come to the mystery of the heart of Christ, which is not a holy card for the devout. Rather, the transfixed heart of Christ is the heart of revelation, the heart of our faith, because God made himself small, he humbled himself, emptying himself even to the point of death on the cross. It is, the Pope said, a choice for smallness, so that the glory of God might be manifest. He recalled that on the cross, blood and water flowed from the heart of Christ, transfixed by the soldier's lance. And this is the mystery of Christ in today's celebration celebration of a heart that loves, that chooses, that is faithful, and that is joined to us, is revealed to the little ones, calls the little ones, and makes itself little. 
In 2016, the Catholic Bishops of Southern Africa, the SACBC, made a resolution to establish Caritas desks in all the dioceses of the region. The SACBC invited Caritas internationalists, bishops, clergy, as well as representatives from the SACBC for a week-long workshop to establish Caritas SA. To find out more about this workshop, I spoke to the SACBC Associate Secretary-General, Father Patrick Rakiketsi, who is responsible for the establishment of Caritas in the region. The workshop went quite well. Uh, Caritas South Africa, which um, has been in the minds of the bishops for a long time, um, has called these uh, representatives from all the dioceses. And after four days, um, the consensus and the agreement and the enthusiasm of all the participants was it has to be established and they are ready um, as um, dioceses to uh, to establish characters in every diocese. The highlights um, are numerous. Uh, the very first one will be the, uh, the overall enthusiasm and the willingness to collaborate um, as, as characters in every diocese. It's amazing how people recognize uh, the work of charity in the church that has to be coordinated and that they want to participate. And um, the, the other highlight will be um, the, the understanding that the bishops, uh, as the leaders of the church, have taken into, into consideration um, the overall um, resource, resources uh, among the people. Here, when you talk about characters, we are talking about the works of charity within the diocese, in the, in, the, in the parishes, in the small Christian communities, people who are pouring their hearts out to make sure that, you know, in terms of, uh, for example, if you talk about HIV AIDS, people are concerned, they are already starting, um, you know, within their own establishments, um, reaching out. You know, you talk about orphanages, childhood families. These are already coordinated in many dioceses. If you talk about um, development, you know, social development within the parishes and the dioceses, these uh, many dioceses have this type of organizations. But they are saying this is time that we uh, we, we coordinate these and we brand all these as characters in the way that uh, the Pope has been talking about. The community of St. Egidio announced that it has brokered a peace agreement between rival factions in the Central African Republic. However, shortly after the agreement was announced, the ceasefire was violated in the city of Bria, leaving around 100 dead. The ecclesial movement St. Egidio, founded in Rome in 1968, is dedicated to prayer, serving the poor and dialogue. The current conflict in the Central African Republic began in 2012. The Muslim Seleka coalition took over the nation for a year, leading to the formation of an anti-Balaka counter-insurgency. Fighting between the groups continues and the rival groups in the former Seleka coalition are fighting each other as well. I spoke to Father Mark Ali from the Central African Republic. According to the government, we have about 14 or so groups. Uh, rebel groups, armed groups, in, you know, which are just, you know, uh, stayed within the nation here. So now, uh, because of the, the, the its intention and all the, the political uh, work they are doing for not to bring peace here in Central African Republic, the government 
and mainly the president has never, you know, yet inspired to bring those rebel groups which are refused before to cooperate with, with, with him. So uh, under the the the, the cooperation, the arrangement of uh, Santi Vigio, they went to Rome last week, that was on Friday, slightly. They signed another peace agreement. But unfortunately, uh, just on the following day, that on Saturday, there were another residents of you know, um, uh, crossfire in, in the year. So we, are, we don't know which group started you know, to fire the population again or to in order to fire on the air. But I don't I don't even uh, believe that they got fired on the air according to the to themselves. But you know, if the population was again run not left right, they are they are just not punishing up till now. And uh, the the United Nations uh, services on the ground are trying to bring them together to put them together on the side in order to assist them. This afternoon we have a big gathering with the head of state all the religious platforms and uh, the clergy, the Protestants and the Muslims, we have a big gathering in the National Assembly House to try our sense, you know, to bring, to find a way of peace, you know, a way for peace. So I'm getting set around 3 or 4 p.m. in the year, you know, together to bring our house together so as to find another way, if there is another way again, you know, for peace. So that's the way, also uh, our own way of now looking for peace here and to leave the love of God which we are you know, uh, celebrating to the second part of Jesus. The UN chief said the Ugandan people deserved praise and admiration from the whole international community for taking in close to a million refugees from neighboring South Sudan. Matt Wells has more. Secretary-General Guterres said the Ugandan people and government had welcomed South Sudanese refugees as sisters and brothers, sharing with them everything they have. The UN chief is in the country to attend a solidarity summit hosted by the Ugandan government, hoping for international material and moral support. Without naming names, he said Ugandan selflessness contrasted deeply with those countries taking the opposite approach. In a world where so many people are selfishly closing their doors, closing their borders, not allowing refugees to come, this example deserves praise, admiration from the whole of the international community. Tomorrow the international community will have the opportunity to express its solidarity to the refugees and to the people and government of Uganda. Joining Mr Guterres at the emergency settlement where thousands continue to arrive each week, the Prime Minister of Uganda, Ruhakana Ragunda, welcomed the UN support for their efforts. He called on the international community to contribute generously so the refugees could be treated with the dignity they deserve. The UN chief echoed that view. When we have now 4 million people displaced in South Sudan, 2 million inside and almost 2 million outside, half of them in Uganda, it is absolutely essential that this solidarity, this generosity shown by the people of Uganda and the government of Uganda is matched by the same solidarity by the international community. Turning to the causes of the refugees' suffering, the Secretary-General said the warring factions in charge of South Sudan have not deserved the people they have. It's time for all the leaders of South Sudan to understand that they need to stop this war. And I'm very grateful for the efforts made by the heads of states of the region, the regional organization, the EGAD, efforts made by the African Union, by the United Nations itself, in order to create the conditions for peace to be re-established. Looking at the refugees around him, Mr Guterres said that peace was a must for them to have any future.
And finally, a new album from a group of traditional Catholic priests has been sitting atop the Billboard charts for classical music for four weeks. The Requiem by members of the Priestly Fraternity of St. Peter focuses on the traditional Gregorian chants sung at funerals in the Roman Rite. The Fraternity is a society of apostolic life dedicated to the formation and sanctification of priests in the extraordinary form of the Roman Rite. And to the pastoral development of the priests in the service of the church. Father Zachary Akers is a young priest of the fraternity. Well, as a priestly community, uh, death is very much a part of what we do pastorally. It's part of each of our lives in the parish and in our own community. And so we are very familiar with these these songs that are sung at the funerals of, of, our, of the people in our parish. And when we were trying to decide what musical arrangement uh, to use or what theme to use for this album the requiem uh, was a clear choice because it's such it's something that's so familiar to each one of us priests in our community in this album you see kind of um, a progression of sounds at the beginning there's the tolling of the bell calling everyone to the church to to pray for the soul who has died and it's very sad and mournful uh, these songs but as it progresses um and and when the when the body is blessed at the end of the mass it ends with the in paradisum which is a very beautiful it's my favorite track on the album it's very hopeful and very beautiful asking in the saints to to lead this soul uh to to heaven And that was a brief look at some of the stories that made headlines in the Catholic Church today. Thank you so much for joining me once again. I'm Sheila Birge and you're listening to Catholic View on Radio Veritas. Coming up next is our sports feature and today we get to learn a little bit more about the Christian Soccer League. The 2017 Christian Soccer League is coming to Wits University from the 1st of July to the 2nd of September. Christian Soccer teams from Johannesburg will compete every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. For the first time ever, the Catholic Church soccer team will be represented by St. Philip's 11, and coach Tandom Somi is confident his team will take first prize. The name of the team is St. Philip's 11. And we've got two divisions. It will be one division, but it will have two names because it's a big squad. Because we have realized we've shared with us, with our church as well as with the community. While we were training, other community members came and joined us as a team. Yes, so we could not neglect them. That's why we welcome them as well. So that's why we'll have two teams in this tournament that will represent the Catholics in this tournament. We are ready for it. <laughs> I'm sure they will take this tournament. <laughs> so how did St. Philip's 11 get to represent the Catholic Church in Johannesburg? Well, apparently the team's technical manager, Hlompo Molefe, said he had approached the Soweto Deanery in 2015, but his proposal fell on deaf ears. Uh, well, uh, the idea came about uh, in 2015 uh, when uh, the legendary Skaratindra approached me. Uh, said he wanted to start a um, um, soccer tournament for all the churches just to unite them 
regardless irregardless of our um our differences or how we serve God but he wanted uh, us as uh, as churches to have one voice as we are serving one God how was this selection done um in 2015 uh, we uh, when he approached me about the the, the soccer tournament I invited him to attend uh, one of the uh, Soweto dinner meetings uh, to to share this idea with the with the executive and the rest of the members, which we did. I think the meeting was at Mulapo uh, in Soweto. Um, I, I think that the parish is uh, assumption, if I'm not I'm, I'm not wrong. Uh, so we did uh, share the the idea with them. And the, the members said they will come back to us. So so far, no one came back to us, which is uh, which is we missed the the last tournament, which which which, which was last year in 2016. Mm-hmm. And then again earlier this year, when he uh, he phoned me about the tournament that uh, they started last year, and then he wanted us to join this year because of last year they had no representative from the Catholic Church. So I went back to the uh, 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 dinner meeting. Uh, it was in Mufolo this year. We met with the executive and the whole uh, 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 dinner uh, uh, members. Uh, we delivered the message uh, to the chairperson, which the lady said she will come back to us. And she never came back to us. Then we decided as uh, as St. Philip Neri that uh, we're going to uh, join this uh, tournament. Then maybe after people uh, have, have saw that this is a serious thing and it is active and it is a professional thing, maybe they might be interested and join us uh, in the next tournament. Initially, uh, Mr. Skaratinto wanted the, the the Catholic Church under uh, the Johannesburg Archdiocese to have a squad which will present uh, uh, Johannesburg. So for now, uh, I think it will be safe to say we are representing Soweto, and then I think in the in the future next year uh, we are still open to uh, 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 share this idea with the rest of the parishes in, in, in Soweto and then try to see if we cannot form uh, uh, um, uh, the squad that will come uh, uh, from Soweto. Then maybe after after that, then we can meet with the other uh, um, dinaries, then form one squad that will represent the whole of Johannesburg. This is not, not just about soccer. But we are trying to uh, to build a community. We are trying to build families uh, that believe in God. Uh, so we are trying to build men from this from these boys. Yeah. Uh, hence, I'm saying it's not just about soccer. We are going to introduce uh, uh, sessions of uh, life coaching, whereby we'll be dealing with personal development and how they engage or communicate with the outside world, outside the church and in the in their professional world, maybe when they get into the corporate world, how they they, they, they engage with other people. So this is just uh, pushing the word of God outside there by the actions more than just the word.
The good news is that there is still space for one more team. Uh, well, fortunately, I just spoke with uh, Mr. Skaratindwa uh, earlier today, and he said there is still space for other uh, churches to join. So I was thinking of uh, maybe if we could add another parish, uh, another Catholic parish from, 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 from our side, it would be nice. Uh, he said there is still space and they will uh, take whoever comes first in order to make that, uh, uh, to get to uh, number 24. Sports plays a major role in the development and well-being of our youth who are often exposed to malicious activities such as substance abuse and many others. St. Philip's 11 has welcomed a couple of young players from the surrounding areas who chose to quit drugs in order to join the team, said Captain Casey Maisela. We're not actually professional, but that's where we are heading to. Yeah, we want to be professional. Yeah. yeah. We enjoy playing soccer a lot because at the soccer practice, we get to meet a lot of new players. We get to deal with a different attitude. So as players, we are supposed to treat each other right. But as a captain, I'm obligated to make sure that there's always peace. We have discipline. Ages is between 17 to 21. Players have come to the practice. They've seen us practice and they came from different places, from Lezani, Chablani, all around Soweto. So the team is actually good because some of the players were smoking drugs, but they've quit it because they started playing soccer. So the team is actually good. It's not just a hobby, but we're actually building people. Uh, I just hope a lot of you get inspired by this so that they can relate and so they can stop taking drugs and, and stop doing all the bad things and just focus on getting your life on the way. We're at the streets, people get to argue and stuff. They hate each other. But when we're at the soccer practice, they bond and relate to each other and solve their problem. So it's a, it's a happy team. <laughs> As for the winning prizes, well, the team can show do with some cash. The parish is uh, it's, it's, it's excited, and uh, I, um, I saw that on Sunday when I, I just made an announcement that um, the team is ready now, and we even have two divisions. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we had a challenge of, 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 of a soccer kid, but. Uh, uh, our coach here, uh, Mr. Tandom, so we managed to sp uh, speak to someone to borrow us uh, uh, the, the, the jersey, which is, I think that team has about uh, two jerseys uh, from, uh, from uh, the, our, our location. So uh, they were excited that uh, we did uh, 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 try to cover uh, some of the challenges because of it was one of those challenges that uh, how will we get the soccer kit uh, the soccer boots and the place to go and train mm -hmm. so those challenges were met by the grace of god of course and um i believe that uh, you know uh, spreading the word of god or rather evangelization or preaching the word of god is not just about uh, about being vocal but I think this uh, this uh, soccer thing, or just as a sport, it's a it's a way of uniting us as uh, as the people of God, uh, 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 and singing in one voice and uh, uh, trying to to make 
this thing of, of the word of God to be more than flesh, uh, not just talking about it, but try to live the word of, of God in all that we do uh, in, in our lives. It's, it was pretty difficult at the first point, but as time goes by, we've been helped by the community as well as by our parish. They, they are, they're going all out for us, they're giving us kids. If we are missing, we need soccer balls, they make sure that we do have those. Thanks to the parish and thanks to the community that has been supporting us for now. Uh, the first prize that we want to take is 35000 the second prize is 17000 and the third prize is 13000 It's a total of 26 teams that will be participating there. I wish them to leave them that they must have faith in God and they must trust in God. That's in a manner that with their little faith, they must know that with their little faith, God can make everything possible. Nothing is impossible. We started this team from zero, but look at us now. And then they must believe in themselves and anything is possible. For more information about the Church Soccer League tournament that is to start on the 1st of July at Vitz University, you can contact St. Philip's 11 Technical Manager Shrompo Molefe on 078-132-4546. That's 078-132-4546. Or contact St. Philip Neri Catholic Church in Moletsane, Soweto. I'd like to thank St. Philip's 11 technical manager, Trompo Molefe, as well as coach Tandom Somi and captain Casey Mayisela for coming through to our studios and talking to us a little bit more about the Christian Soccer League. Well, that brings me up to time. You've been listening to your Friday's edition of Catholic View, a program produced and presented by Shayla Pirsch for Radio Veritas. And to all our priests, I'd like to say happy feast day and to you a blessed weekend. I'll be back again on Tuesday at the same time. Until then, God bless you and ciao, ciao. I'm Shayla Pirsch.